Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. Over the last little while, we have been sharing the gifts that God has given us. We've been talking about 12 of them. And I have broken them into four categories. Gifts of perspective, gifts of responsibility, gifts of growth, and gifts of the heart. We've already talked about the first two categories. Gifts of perspective are the gift of laughter, the gift of dreams, and the gift of a day. And the gifts of responsibility are the gift of work, the gift of money, and the gift of giving. Now today I want to go on and start this third category, gifts of growth. And the first gift is the gift of learning. Learning. The ability to learn is a gift from God. It's a tremendous ability to be able to put two and two together and know that it makes four. And all that comes out of that ability is phenomenal. We put a man on the moon and more and more we're learning the secrets of God's creation. This is a gift. Actually, it's a gift that God doesn't have. It's one that we have and he doesn't have. Think about it for a moment. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows everything that's knowable. Nothing takes him by surprise. He never goes, oh, I never knew that. God knows everything. And I believe, though, that he experiences the gift of learning through his creation, through us. He enjoys seeing us learn and discover. He loves when we investigate and ponder and come to conclusions. We all need to keep learning, even when we think we know enough to get along, because the world keeps changing. Listen to what Eric Hoffer said. In times of change, learners inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. The world is constantly changing. What is adequate today will not be adequate for tomorrow. Technology is going ahead in leaps and bounds. If we don't keep learning, we'll fall behind. And I believe that this is particularly for those of us who may be a little older, where we've seen a number of decades. And at some point, we almost feel like we want to give up when our grandchildren know how to get on the computer and do things that we don't know how. But I tell you, resist the temptation to stop learning. We need to keep up. It's only going to get worse. I found this quote from General Eric Shinseki, who is the chief of staff of the U.S. Army. He said, If you don't like change, you're going to like irrelevance even less. I mean, we really need to keep up. We need to keep learning or you become irrelevant. You become a dinosaur. So, if you're middle-aged or older, take this admonition from me. Keep up with things. 
keep learning. I know some people who don't have an email address yet because they think it's too hard. Or they'll say, oh, I, I don't want to get a computer and get online because all those viruses will get me. Well, the thing is, you drive a car, don't you? And there's a possibility of accidents there. But we realize the convenience of the car is worth the risk. And so it is with being online. There are risks. And certainly there are some safeguards you need to put around your computer. But I tell you, keep up. Don't fall behind. Keep learning. Children can learn. You can learn. I mean, children, let's face it, are not that smart. But they're not afraid of trying something new. And so you can learn as well. It's not hard. It's just new. Well, how do we learn? How do we keep up? Well, I tell you, one of the main ways to keep learning is to read. Just simply to read. Listen to what Thomas Carlyle said. All that mankind has done, thought, or been is lying as in magic preservation in the pages of books. I tell you, all that man has done, thought, and been are in the pages of books. And they're there for you to discover and to read. Now, even this quote by Thomas Carlyle is a little dated because now it's not just in the pages of books, but it's on the website of the World Wide Web. And there is so much at our disposal. There's so much that you can avail yourself of if we just put the effort forward. Samuel Butler said, The oldest books are only just out to those who have not read them. I mean, the greatest classic, if you haven't read it, it's just fresh off the press if you haven't read it. And so you can go and you can enjoy it. That brings to mind something that happened when I was in grade 13. My English teacher, Mr. Watson, I remember one day he asked the class how many had read a particular book. And it was a well-known classic. And so everyone in the class put their hands up except this one boy. And everybody looked at him and began to mock him a little bit. And I remember Mr. Watson going, oh, no, no, no. And he, he walked over to the boy and he said, I so envy you. You still have that pleasure to be enjoyed. Now that's a strong motivation. Motivation to read. There's so much out there to expand your mind and your thinking. Charles Tremendous Jones said, You are the same today that you're going to be in five years from now, except for two things, the people with whom you associate and the books you read. So let's all unwrap this gift of learning, this gift that God has given us that says you can explore, you can know more, you can have the joy of discovery by always having a heart to learn. Now, as we look at this whole area of learning, and we've looked at it more or less in a natural sense of discovering things that's in the world around us, but there's more to discover than just the natural realm. There is the whole scope of life. And there's questions that mankind asks, such as, who are we? Where did we come from? Where are we going? What's my purpose for being on earth? Those are all questions that we can learn the answer to. But we need an authoritative source. I mean, if it's just my idea and your idea and someone else's idea, how would we ever know what was right? 
Well, God has given us an authoritative source, and it's in the pages of the Bible. Listen to what 2 Timothy 3 and verse 14 says. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is our authoritative source. Now, it's not my intention today to go into all the ins and outs of why we can trust that the Bible is the Word of God. I mean, that is for another study. And actually, that's something that you can search out on your own and find the reasons of why we can trust the Word of God today. But I just want to underline today that the answers to all of life's questions are in the Bible. I mean, it is the manual for life. If you want to know how to live your life in a way that will be pleasing and worthwhile and beneficial, you will find it in the Bible. It will tell you how to have a good marriage. It'll tell you how to raise your children. It'll tell you how to prosper financially. It will tell you how to have a healthy lifestyle. All of this is in the Word of God. And when Paul writes these words to Timothy, he says, you, you have learned these things from childhood. The Word of God has been put in you. Now you teach that to others. It's profitable for doctrine or teaching. For reproof. Have you ever had your life reproved by something that's in the Word of God? I have. It's for correction. It will correct false thinking. It will correct false actions. And it's for instruction in righteousness. And he says, finally, that we will be complete, thoroughly equipped for everything that we are to do. It's all in the pages of the Bible. I began to search the scripture just to find out what it specifically says that we will learn. And as I ran the scriptures, I was surprised that it says over and over again that it's through the scripture that we learn the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the main thing we learn by reading the Bible. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If there's only one lesson that you should learn, the first lesson you should learn is the fear of the Lord. To realize how awesome he is, how powerful he is, how majestic his dominion, his reign, his awesomeness. That's the fear of the Lord. It's not just a quaking fear that we're afraid of him, although we need to be afraid understanding that we are going to stand before him in judgment and our eternal destiny is in his hands. So there is a fear of his righteous judgment, but there's also a fear that comes just from his awesome majesty and might. I mean, God created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in them. And so the very first thing we learn from the scripture is to fear God. 
It also says in Psalm 119 and 73 that we learn his commandments. Psalm 119 and verse 71 says we learn his statutes. Psalm 119 verse 7 says we learn his righteous judgments. We learn how God views things and we learn the consequences of our actions by the word of God. Isaiah 1 and 17 says we learn to do good. 1 Timothy 1.20, it says, We learn not to blaspheme. What is it to blaspheme? That's to treat disrespectfully something of great value that's deserving of great respect. And then Titus 3.14 says, Through the scriptures we learn to meet urgent needs. All of this is learned in the pages of the Bible. On Monday we'll go on and look at some of the other ways we learn. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is the ministry of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Gleams Road in Kitchener between Strasburg and Fisher-Holman. We would love to have you join us this Sunday morning for one of our two community worship services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. If you'd like to contact us, our address is Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship, 1000 Gleams Road, Kitchener. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.